0: You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. In the before times, in the days of appointment TV, before home video or streaming, television networks would cluster shows together that they felt would play well with the same audience. Hopefully, an audience with spending power, who would take their advertisers up on their products, or at least persistent kids who would pester parents. had spending power. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for September 6th. And I just dated myself really badly, didn't I? But gather around and let me tell you about one of the greatest Saturday mornings ever. September 6th, 1975. When it came to children's programming, especially of the Saturday morning variety, there were a handful of powerhouse production outfits, cranking material out for multiple networks. Hanna-Barbera, Filmation, and Ruby Spears were major players in animation, but Filmation also had a burgeoning slate of live-action shows, which were up against the now almost legendary live-action shows produced by Sid and Marty Croft. And keep in mind that during the early 1970s, primetime science fiction was still a rarity on American TV, so don't be surprised when you learn that some surprisingly big names in the world of TV TV science fiction were working behind the scenes on these shows. Go pour yourself a bowl of cereal and some orange juice and get ready to take up your usual spot on the well-worn shag carpet in front of the family TV. We'll talk about the shows that made this an amazing lineup for youngsters discovering sci-fi in the 70s. NBC had a bit of a head start on September 6th, 1975 with the second season premiere of the legendary Sid and Marty Croft show Land of the Lost leading off its second season on the air with a script by Margaret Arman joining fellow live action and animated Star Trek writers David Gerald, DC Fontana, Norman Spinrad and Larry Niven all of whom had contributed scripts to Land of the Lost's first season. NBC also premiered a new show produced by the animation studio Ruby Spears, Return to the Planet of the Apes, which returned to the post-apocalyptic world that had already been the setting for five films and a live-action TV series. The imagery and artwork of this latest ape series was actually quite striking and a bit intentionally scary. CBS debuted two new live-action shows. The Secrets of Isis was something of a companion series to the already-established Shazam, which was going into its second year. Starring Joanna Cameron, the first episode had a script by animated Star Trek writer Russell Bates. Both Isis and Shazam were Filmation productions, which were shot on film, giving them a slightly more expensive look than their shot-on-video counterparts from the Croft Brothers. Not that CBS didn't also have room for the Croft Brothers, though. Also premiering was Far Out Space Nuts, starring comedy legend Chuck McCann and former Gilligan's Island star Bob Denver, and featuring production designs by one Herman Zimmerman, future designer behind the original interior sets of Star Trek The Next Generation, as well as Deep Space Nine and Enterprise. Another incredibly influential Star Trek set designer could be found behind the look of another Sid in Marty Croft series, The Lost Saucer, which debuted on ABC with the star power of Ruth Buzzy and Jim Neighbors as androids who pick up a couple of hapless Earth kids. Mike Miner, who designed sets for Star Trek The Motion Picture and Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, created the dazzling, blinky, light-filled set of the saucer itself. All of this added up to a jam-packed smorgasbord of sci-fi for kids of the 70s, complete with stacks, androids, apes, superheroes and superheroines with ancient powers, and Gilligan in space. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for September 6th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry.